Chapter 38 of Philip Drew, Administrator, by Edward House. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by The Progressing America Project. Chapter 38 Universal Suffrage At the end of the first quarter of the present century, Twenty of the forty-eight states had women's suffrage, and Administrator Drew decided to give it to the nation. In those twenty states, as far as he had observed, there had been no change for the better in the general laws, nor did the officials seem to have higher standards of efficiency than in those states that still denied to women the right to vote, but he noticed that there were more special laws bearing on the moral and social side of life, and that police regulation was better. Upon the whole, Drew thought the result warranted universal franchise without distinction of race, color, or sex. He believed that, up to the present time, a general franchise had been a mistake and that there should have been restrictions and qualifications, but education had become so general, and the condition of the people had advanced to such an extent, that it was now warranted. It had long seemed to Drew absurd that the ignorant, and, as a rule, more immoral male, should have such an advantage over the educated, refined, and intelligent female. Where laws discriminated at all, it was almost always against rather than in favor of women, and this was true to a much greater extent in Europe and elsewhere than in the United States. Drew had a profound sympathy for the effort women were making to get upon an equality with men in the race for life, and he believed that with the franchise would come equal opportunity and equal pay for the same work. America, he hoped, might again lead in the uplift of the sex, and the example would be a distinct gain to women in those less forward countries where they were still largely considered as inferior to and somewhat as chattels to man. Then, too, Drew had an infinite pity for the dependent and submerged life of the generality of women. Man could ask woman to mate, but women were denied this privilege, and, even when mated, oftentimes a life of never-ending drudgery followed. Drew believed that if women could ever become economically independent of man, it would, to a large degree, mitigate the social evil. They would then no longer be compelled to marry, or be a charge upon unwilling relatives, or, as in desperation they sometimes did, lead abandoned lives. End of chapter 38